really organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker and Mike Young. Hey, Mike. Hey, that's us. Roger Waters has addressed something that I've been thinking about a little bit lately, and it was actually only a couple of days ago that David Coverdale said, you know what, with this long break that we have to take from touring, he's 68 years old right now, has to have surgery on his knee or something. He says, you know what, I think this might be the appropriate time for me to retire. And I've been thinking about other artists, like the Stones, for example, who are getting older and still touring, and now you've got this year-long break have we maybe seen the last of them and roger waters actually talked about that he was uh, doing a conversation with rolling stone and he talked about the odds of some elderly artists including himself not returning to live touring anymore because by the time they get the go-ahead they might be too old yeah he said that some people have played their last shows anyway because they're too effing old like me, for instance, I thought long and hard before booking this tour for next summer because I was tired, although I w- it was years since I finished the previous tour, 10 months or so. Well, that's not even one year, let alone years, like he states there. <laughs> He's old enough not to realize how time works. For the record, Roger Waters, not great at math. Um, he said, I had to, des- had to make a decision whether to push the button or not. Since then, speaking of risk factors, I was walking around with a bacterial infection, not walking around. I was doing gigs for months and months, and I didn't feel quite right, but the show must go on. So when I push the button for the tour, yeah, I'm healthier now. I figure out what that was got rid of it and i can do this but i'm 76 so next year i'll be pushing 77 so he nailed the math there yeah he's got that, that now 76 soon 77 mm-hmm. i find it hard to imagine doing a rock and roll show when i'm 80 plus and that's only four or five years away again hedging a little bit there with the four or five years yeah. but doing his best playing fast and loose <laughs> with the numbers that's right everything comes to an end as we know it's slightly different if you're bb king or somebody but nobody lives forever and there's a difference between sitting on a chair and singing the blues and what i do now, that's the only thing I have an Throwing issue with Throwing shade this. at B.B. King? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But he's saying there's a difference between that and what I do. As big a fan of Roger Waters as I am, as much as I love his live shows, it's not a high-energy show from him. Walks back and forth on the stage once in a while, raises the arms once he in a while. He loves to pump. He likes to use both fists, bang on his chest, and then raise them up. But if you watch closely, he doesn't actually bang on his chest again because he's 76 years old. He'll crack his ribs. Right? So he doesn't do the highest energy show, but I understand the point that he's making. He has already rescheduled his uh, This Is Not A Drill Tour for next summer, but he's saying, look, we're, we're already hearing that about a year from now is the earliest we're going to see a vaccine. We're not likely to see large gatherings at sports and concerts until there is a vaccine. So he says, if it's two years out, he's saying, and maybe a lot of other artists, maybe you've seen the last of them live. Hope not, but that is realistic. For 20 plus years now, they've all been on borrowed time and so the fact we have a chance to get a roger waters show when he's 76 years old that's Mm -hmm. crazy and super good and i almost want to say like yes we're big fans of pink floyd you and me Mm -hmm. and we go to these shows when he comes through town or you travel to go see him yep but if the demand is so high and shows are selling out instantly like i'd almost feel like let's let all the young people and let's let people who haven't seen him before go first for tickets you know (laughs) because like i'd like to make sure that everyone gets to see these people if they want to you know yeah and it's ironic because uh, i mean eagles that's not an energetic show so i'm not as concerned about them even though they're getting older as well but for some reason 
injuries and the most energetic of all those acts, I'm talking about Mick Jagger, I don't worry so much about him. I feel like somehow you're going to see the Stones back and you're going to see Mick at his best, even if it's two years from now and he's, what, 78? He keeps himself in phenomenal shape if you've seen his training videos in the ballet studios where he's practicing his dance moves and working yeah. on his cardio and stuff like that. Keeps himself in amazing shape all the time. But you mentioned the live shows and if it's a high-energy live show. It's not the on-stage stuff that grinds these guys. It's the road. 100%. It's, it's getting up early. It's going to bed late. It's being on these buses. It's whatever it happens to be. Some artists have the money where they can just hop on a private jet. But even then, like that's what wears people down. Well, we'll see. Fingers crossed on all of them that it's, first of all, not long before we have that vaccine and that it's not two years before we see some of these acts live and maybe for the last time. Well, if this new tune from the Stones is any indication, there is life in that old dog yet. I love this tune. It's just come out today. Funny about our conversation we just had about who's better, the Stones or the Beatles earlier in the week, which mm-hmm. you can find in the archives of the Classic Rock Files. The Stones still managing to write great tunes all these years later. This 50 is... plus years later, you still get a song that could fit in on a set list, on a compilation album, and uh, you wouldn't miss a beat. It's called uh, Living in a Ghost Town. And despite some of the lyrics here, the song was actually written a couple years ago and uh, finished while the band's been quarantined and locked down due to COVID-19. Yeah, Mick Jagger was talking about it. He says it wasn't written for now. It was just one of those odd things. It was written about being in a place that's full of life, that's now bereft of life, so to speak, like all of our cities. And then he said when the stay-at-home orders went into place, he said, Keith and I both had the idea we should release this. But I said, well, we've got to rewrite it. Some of it's not going to work. Some of it's a little bit too weird, a little bit too dark. So I slightly rewrote it. He said he didn't have to do it very much. So living in a ghost town, a couple of things. Check out Charlie's drums in the mix here. And like you say, this could very easily be a 1970s Stones tune. Check this out. guitar i'm gonna enjoy that several more times in my pleasure time they are still so good live take that beatles that's one for the stones they haven't released a good new song in decades oh yeah i listened to free as a bird when that came out pile of junk (laughs) too soon man too soon on to more tunes here uh back to the streaming from home not quite the fully produced, fully realized tune that the Stones had, but uh, Springsteen and Bon Jovi, among the artists who took part in last night's Jersey for Jersey COVID-19 benefit show. Springsteen sang Land of Hope and Dreams and Jersey Girl with his wife Patty. Bon Jovi delivered a solo version of his uh, track Living on a Prayer. So, Springsteen first. Well, tomorrow will be sunshine, sunshine And all this darkness Sunlight streams. Oh, meet me in a land of hope and dreams. Well, 
I will defy you to find me somebody that conveys emotion through their voice like Bruce Springsteen can. I was working out the other morning, and I got a playlist on Shuffle. And I Springsteen is your workout jam? There's a whole bunch of songs, okay. but I get Lonesome Day from his album The Rising comes oh on and just wrecks me in the middle of this. I just am listening to the lyrics, and I'm like, it's a song post 9-11, you know? Yeah. But it works now, too. I had to stop what I'm doing and just sit and just listen. And yeah. Nobody can cut through like that like Bruce Springsteen can. Just one of the greatest of all time. And still, that song off of, uh, I think, what is still his most recent album. It's just unbelievable, the stuff he writes. Yeah, it's so good. And I don't know whether these things affect us more emotionally because of the situation that we're in. We're all sort of on edge and a little bit frayed emotionally, but holy crap. And then John Bon Jovi, who was tasked with putting together this thing, the governor, who's, I guess, a buddy, said, uh, we got to do something for Jersey specifically. And uh, so go ahead and do that, John. So he talks to the boss. He They got Tony Bennett. He says, everybody jumped on board and it blew my mind. I, I like mean, his first two phone calls were Bruce Springsteen and Tony Bennett. Like yeah. just going through his New Jersey Rolodex. Yeah, exactly. He did an acoustic version of Living on a Prayer. It works as well. Say we got a hold on to what we've got. Doesn't make a difference. Make it all night. That's a lot for love. We give it a shot. Oh, be halfway there. Living on a prayer. Take my hand. Make it, I swear. Living on a prayer. You still got it. One of the best things about these uh, at-home performances is, for guitar players, you can pick out the chords they're playing easily. Way easier than, for example, if you're 30 rows back at a concert. And uh, play along yourself. You know what else is great about these stay-at-home performances? You really get to see who's got the talent in the music industry. You know who's not playing a lot of these home concerts? Oh. The manufactured pop stars. But the guys who've got the talent, the gals who've got the talent, they are able to show it. Bon Jovi sounds just as good now as he did when they first debuted on the scene. Bruce Springsteen sounds just as good now as he did when he debuted on the scene. So I love hearing stripped down versions of songs that I know and love. Also for all of uh, us who think that, you know what? They only sound great because they've got great studios, great sound, all the most expensive stuff. I could do that if I had that. No, we couldn't. No, we couldn't. And yes, that is a very nice recording studio that Bon Jovi is standing in. Looks mm. probably to be in his house. But the door's open, so it's not fully soundproofed. So, yeah, <laughs> you know? to your point. The other thing I found, too, is when you strip all of these songs down, just like you have been able to do with unplugged versions in the last decades, actually, when you strip it down to almost nothing, the quality of the song comes out. Jack Black, I think, said it the best when he said, you can't rock until you can rock acoustically. He has shown that with his band Tenacious D, and now so many acts are having to follow suit and show that they can rock acoustically. Finally here, Foo Fighters fans. Speaking of all the feels here, this is one of my personal favorite Foo tunes, and there is a cover now out that includes uh, members of the Foo Fighters, but holy smokes. Yeah, Dave Grohl, Taylor Hawkins on this song. Times Like These is the song, and uh, BBC Radio 1 
and their live lounge feature set out to create an all-star cover of this song with a whole bunch of UK acts. Chris Martin from Coldplay, members of the band Biffy Clyro and Five Seconds of Summer and Bastille, a whole bunch of acts on this song. And you would think that throwing all these names together has sort of a lame we are the world, Mm -hmm. do they know it's Christmas type of vibe? But whoever arranged this did a wonderful job of selecting which voices go where. And again, there are some pop stars in here, but they got the talent, they got the chops, it sounds great. Speaking of stripping something down to highlight the quality of the songwriting from Dave Grohl, check this out. I'm going to need some alone time. After five or before? Right now. Okay. There's a video coming out for this song. It'll probably be available when you're hearing this. But this was all recorded in their own homes and produced after the fact. But you see some of the clips of these people performing their parts. And it's like in my living room with a microphone Mm -hmm. that I've purchased online. You know, like it's not huge levels of technicality involved in making this happen. And it it sounds great. Their voices are really shining. It's it's got a raw feeling. And the raw those voices and vocals get, that's what draws out those emotions. Allows you, like you said, the song to breathe and us to appreciate those vocals. And the lyrics that Dave Grohl uh, put pen to paper on back in uh, what was it 2003 incredible wow that is the classic rock files 94.3 the drive music director mike young thank you thank you